Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's January 29th, 2021. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, GameStop's wild social media-driven stock search. Two, Amazon's freight partner program and its tightening grip on delivery. And three, sustainability comes to the federal vehicle fleet and Boeing airplanes. Shift one, GameStop's wild social media-driven stock search. The share price of video game retailer GameStop, ticker GME, surged an astounding 2,700-plus percent over the past few weeks, from a low of about $17 on January 8th to a record high of $483 on January 28th. Most of that surge was over this past week, when retail investors messaging on social forums drove wild intraday swings in GameStop. The mania drove record trading volumes in U.S. stocks. This volatility prompted the NYSC and trading platforms such as Robinhood, Interactive Brokers, and TD Ameritrade to put restrictions at various times on trading of GameStop and other retail investor targets, for example, AMC and BlackBerry. The initial pickup was in response to the January 11th news that Ryan Cohen, the entrepreneur behind online pet supply retailer Chewy, would join GameStop's board. The idea was that he could help GameStop chart a path from struggling brick-and-mortar business to an e-commerce leader. The news became fodder for retail investors in the R Wall Street Bets community on Reddit, where the discussion turned into calls for investing in mass to attack short seller positions. Short sellers borrow shares to sell them, with the intent of buying and returning them when the price is lower. Retail investors on Reddit had previously noticed that there were more GameStop shares being shorted than there were shares outstanding. That implied some short sellers were selling shares they had not borrowed, i.e., naked shorts which were supposed to be illegal as of 2009, though there are loopholes. This made the short sellers vulnerable to the coordinated short squeeze sparked by the Ryan Cohen news. As short sellers bought GameStop stock to cover their positions, they drove up the price so that the market makers who had sold options also had to buy more stock to hedge their exposure, in what is known as a gamma squeeze. Collectively, this put GameStop stock into a feedback cycle and upward price spiral. Several institutional investors with large short positions in GameStop and other targets have suffered significant losses and or been forced out of their positions. Hedge fund Melvin Capital, which managed $12.5 billion in early January, lost almost 30% of its assets and had to strike an emergency deal with Citadel and Point72 for $2.75 billion in exchange for three years of revenue shares. Both Melvin Capital and short seller Citron have closed out their GameStop positions. U.S. regulators are supposed to maintain quote-unquote fair and orderly markets, which is why exchanges will routinely halt volatile trading. NASDAQ's CEO has called on regulators to watch for quote-unquote pump-and-dump schemes driven by social media, and the SEC is taking note. Market manipulation is illegal under Section 9 of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. However, it's not clear whether blocks of small investors some who sincerely believe in the transformative effect of Ryan Cohen joining the GameStop board, and many who will lose money, fit the bill, even if they're acting in coordination. Irrational exuberance is not the same as fraud. And even if a few are bad actors, it's still hard to prove. The market narrative can be told differently depending on the vantage point. 
Some view this as a story of individual investors pushing back against hedge funds that have taken on excessive risk. Members of Congress have urged scrutiny of trading platforms for halting trading at points and quote-unquote protecting hedge funds. As some have noted, the recent volatility is the push and pull between the market being a voting machine in the short term, but a weighing machine in the long run. If history proves out, GameStop's share price will sink back down towards the company's intrinsic value, which, given its losses for the past few quarters, is probably lower than its market cap today. The question to ask, however, is this time different? First, it's unlikely that zero-fee trading platforms like Robinhood are going away anytime soon. If anything, we'll see more platforms emerge to facilitate social investing. The number of retail investors on trading platforms, over 13 million on Robinhood at last report, continues to grow. It's also improbable that the mass of retail investors speculating on GameStop will suddenly develop a respect for fundamentals or gain the discipline of a value investor. So where does that leave us? In the near term, it's looking like there will be parts of the market that behave more like a hype-driven fashion business than a representation of underlying company fundamentals. Already, there are reports that social investors are moving on from the initial batch of highly shorted stocks to new targets. Short sellers will become more wary of drawing short squeeze attention, and the industry will price in this new risk. Over the long run, new-to-the-game retail investors will learn the downsides of speculation, the same way all investors do, by suffering the pain of losses. To read more content related to retail investing and stock markets, check out our December 18th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, our Robinhood and the Fed propping up bubbles, and our September 2nd, 2020 brief, The Future of the Global Stock Exchanges. Shift 2, Amazon's Freight Partner Program and its tightening grip on delivery. According to a report this week from The Information, Amazon has undertaken an aggressive expansion of its Amazon Freight Partner Program, AFP, since launching last year. It has signed exclusive deals with over 130 small trucking firms, about 100 in the U.S., who are collectively leasing over 1,100 Amazon-owned and branded tractor units. As a comparison, Walmart has a fleet of about 7,400 truck tractors built up over decades. The Freight Partner Program is a mark of Amazon's quest to take greater control over its delivery network, and ultimately the customer experience as it faces greater competition from Walmart. Amazon has been investing billions in one-day and same-day delivery, with the rise in its shipping costs outstripping sales growth. The news about the Freight Partner Program comes on the heels of Amazon's announcement earlier this month that it would buy 11 Boeing 767 planes for its Amazon Air fleet in support of one-day and same-day delivery. Similar to Amazon's delivery van program, which uses small business partners, the Freight Partner Program is designed for small trucking firms with a max of 20 tractors. For Amazon, working with small carriers is about striking the balance between crowdsourcing and close control. The model offers Amazon some of the same advantages as the gig economy. For example, on-demand service, outsourced non-union labor, and negotiating leverage, but with less regulatory and reputational risk. As part of the exclusive relationships, Amazon provides carriers with consistent work, but dictates driver benefits and hourly wage range, typically $22 to $25 per hour. It also controls the assigned routes and navigation. Partners must use the -the top-of-the-line trucks provided by Amazon the lease fees for which are deducted from Amazon's weekly payments to them. Amazon has invited the top trucking firms on its relay load board, 
which matches small independent carriers to Amazon loads, to join the AFP program. Amazon has been increasingly focused on middle-mile shipping within its distribution network and from suppliers. At the end of 2019, Amazon's relay program delivered two-thirds of the freight between its U.S. facilities, and Amazon Logistics delivered about half of its packages to customers. Amazon has been filling in the gaps across its in-house delivery network with initiatives such as Amazon Air, Amazon Flex, PrimeNow Hubs, and a recent major expansion of local delivery stations. As of late 2020, Amazon's in-house programs delivered 67% of its packages, a number that could reach 85% by 2022. Amazon has a long history of turning in-house capabilities into new businesses. For example, AWS Cloud and Amazon Connect contact centers, leading industry watchers to believe that its in-house delivery programs will become a standalone business. Amazon has signaled intentions in that direction, from its shipping with Amazon experiment for third-party marketplace sellers, put on pause during the pandemic's capacity crunch, to its recent efforts to sell trucking services to other large companies, for example, to Dollar General. According to the information, Amazon wants to become a leading freight broker for corporations. Amazon's moves represent a significant threat to the delivery giants, especially UPS. In 2019, Amazon was its biggest customer, representing almost 20% of its sales in the U.S. UPS is now refocusing on small package delivery to capture the broader e-commerce opportunity. This week, announcing it was selling its low-margin UPS freight business to TFI International for $800 million. To read more content related to Amazon's delivery capabilities and e-commerce, check out our August 28, 2020 Three Shifts edition, Amazon expands its network of delivery stations to bolster up a key weakness. In our March 26, 2020 brief, grocery delivery, e-commerce, and the renewal of Walmart. Shift 3. Sustainability comes to the federal vehicle fleet in Boeing airplanes. Since taking office, U.S. President Joe Biden has issued several executive orders aimed at the climate crisis, including re-entering the Paris Climate Agreement. Biden took another step this week in his comments before signing the Buy American Executive Order, which closes loopholes and rules for federal government sourcing. In those comments, Biden promised to fully replace the federal government's fleet of over 645,000 vehicles with U.S.-made electric vehicles, or EVs. He also, in later remarks, backed 500,000 new EV charging stations and a consumer rebate and incentive program to encourage EV adoption. Details, including the time horizon, are limited at this point, but the federal vehicle fleet includes 245,000 civilian vehicles, 225,000 post office vehicles, and 173,000 military vehicles. USPS mail trucks, in particular, may be a likely candidate for an EV upgrade. Hundreds of mail trucks have caught fire over the past few years, and the government has had a slow-going program to replace them since 2015. Biden's commitments stand to have a sizable impact on the American auto industry, which has been pouring billions of dollars into EVs. GM announced this week that it would stop selling internal combustion vehicles by 2035 and go carbon neutral at all of its facilities. It is dedicating $27 billion to electric and autonomous vehicles and plans to launch 30 EVs by 2025. In addition to announcing Brightdrop, its EV-powered delivery spinoff, earlier this month. Tesla, the current EV leader in the U.S., may see benefit as well, 
though it has a less diverse EV portfolio than other automakers, and its lack of a unionized workforce may be a barrier for a deal under the current administration. Upstarts like Rivian could also see a bump from the new policy support. Separately, Boeing last week pledged to make all of its current and future airplane models capable of flying on 100% sustainable fuels by 2030. The maximum allowed today is a 50-50 blend of conventional and sustainable fuels under current standards for jet engines. Boeing's goal is to work with regulators and engine manufacturers to make 100% sustainable fueled flights a reality, setting the potential to reduce carbon emissions by 80-100% to over the fuel's life cycle. It had previously collaborated with FedEx to test a 777 freighter flying with 100% sustainable fuel in 2018. With federal policy and legislation backing climate action, we're likely to see further commitments from the public and private sectors in 2021. 2020, according to a NASA study, was one of the two warmest years on record, and projections are converging around a total 3 degrees Celsius temperature increase by 2100, within the lifespans of children today. Public support by business leaders seems to be rising. Elon Musk this week, for instance, announced a $100 million investment in an XPRIZE challenge seeking the quote-unquote best carbon capture technology. To read more content related to EVs and climate action, check out our January 7th, 2021 brief, Breaking Down the EV Barriers, Vehicle Range, Price, Charging Infrastructure. In our February 26th, 2020 brief, Billions in Climate Funding from Bezos, Microsoft, KKR, and others. Why now? That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on messaging platforms, their trajectory, and their privacy implications. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition. 